tonight we're going to learn another uh, lesson on Amuna with a little bit of a twist because we're going to speak about Yerushamayim, uh, fearing heaven or having uh, awe and reverence for Hashem, and which is really uh, very, very related to Amuna. You can't really uh, fully believe in Hashem without having that awe for Hashem as well. And, uh, and the more belief you have in Hashem, the more Yerushamayim uh, we should be having as well. So let's see what Rabbi Levavitz in a Sefer Das Taira says about uh, the topic of Yerushamayim and how it relates to Parshas Vaira. So the Pasuk says, Hayari es tevar Hashem me'avdei parei, heinis, v'asher loisam libel tevar Hashem v'yazev. Speaking about the Makkas, so the, the people that feared Hashem, they gathered all of their cattle indoors because they didn't want it to be hit during Barad. The ones that did not uh, have some uh, libid eldevar Hashem, they didn't really uh, have the belief in the word of Hashem, and they left them outdoors. So Biruchim says, The Pasuk here says, calls them Hayarist of Hashem. We're, we're talking about Mitzrim here. We're not talking about, about Hasidim or, uh, or Litvaks. We're talking about Hayarist of Hashem. We're talking about Mitzrim. We're describing a Mitzri as somebody who has Yerushamayim, which lowers the bar substantially, because if you'd say, wow, this guy has Yerushalayim, you'd say, wow, it's a big deal. But if I would tell you that some, you know, really bad guy that, like, has, you know, you'd think has no Yerushalayim, if the Pasuk itself is made that he has Yerushalayim, that teaches us a lot. That means that it's not such a huge trick to have, have Yerushalayim. It's doable. If you think like, you know, if I talk about Yerushalayim in, in terms of G'dayli Yisrael, so you'd think, okay, well, I'm not a Gadol, so I don't have that level of Yerushalayim. But if the Pasuk is saying about a Mitzri during the times of the Makkas that they were Yari Devar Hashem, so we see that it's, for us, it's very doable. It's, it's something that's not out of our, uh, out of the realm of possibility. We learn from this Pasuk, says Rabbi Rucham, how um, easy it is to have Yerushalayim. It's really not a difficult thing. This is already Makas borrowed, so we already had six Makas before. And they saw as Gadla Yisbarach, Ves Chazaka. They already tasted HaKadosh Baruch Hu's power. It's, it's pretty obvious that the bird is going to fall. Every other maka that was promised fell. And they understood that there was a looming threat to them. How would it be possible that they would not have fear of Hashem? So we see from here that if everything is set up right, if you have all of the necessary uh, conditions, then it's, it's, it's understood that you could have Yerushamayim. Yerushamayim is not something that's very, very hard to do. You just have to position yourself 
appropriately, and you'll be able to have your Shemaim as well. The father of the Muslim movement, the great Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, he used to uh, be baffled and, and marvel about how it is, the, the realities of Yerushalayim that a person has. And he has a famous mashal. Shem Yimsa Adam Mayim, that if a person finds a cup of water, person there's a let's say there's a cup of water on the desk in front of me. Everybody that passes by, I said, you know anything about this water? It's fine, it's good, it's clean, it's healthy, it's fine. Everybody. The Afal Ish Echad. If there's one single guy that comes, after a hundred guys told me it's fine to drink, but there's one guy that comes and he says, and even if it's Vafilish Meshuga Mamish, the guy's Mamish nuts, but he comes and says, Do not drink that water because if you, I'm telling you, there's poison in that water. Now you think he's a nut. Everybody's laughing at this guy as he's saying it, but. He already put some doubt in your mind about that water. You will not drink. If you have any brain in your head, you would not drink the water because now there's already a sakana and, and you have to be chayshish for the miyuta de miyuta when it, comes to, when it comes to getting yourself endangered. Hari, take if chadal yechdal mi lishtay immediately you're going to stop. You're not going to drink the water. Afshu negada seichal yashar even though this is contrary to, uh, to rational logic, many people pass by, they told me it's fine, smart people and wise people and, and reliable people, that there's absolutely nothing wrong. But you're afraid, you're nervous. You never know. Maybe this guy has a point. How is it possible that a person walks through life so smug and so confident and not be nervous and not have any worries about his end, what will be. Let's say we're not convinced 100% in Emunah. We don't know, I don't, you know, would I, can I swear, do I know, do I really, I don't know. I can't prove that God exists, and I don't have a, I don't have a direct line with him, I don't claim to, but is there a, a chashash that he might exist? Is there a chashash that you might have to suffer and, 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 you know, and, and have to get terrible einshim in the afterlife? Is that a possibility? I think if we're all in yeshiva, we could probably answer yes. That I agree that there is some degree of possibility, if not a lot, that that might happen. So I feel him, even if it's not 100%, 
אבל הלא גם על החמישים אחוז, פיפטי פרסנט, וגם על שלושים אחוז, ואפילו גם על ספקה של עשר אחוז, הלכה לכל הפחס לחשש ולפחד מעבור כל דהוא על דברי השולחן ארוך. To be over even a משהו of the שולחן ארוך on a suffix of does God exist or not, you better, it's, 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 it's a pretty good gamble to just do it because, you know, it's 50%, it's 20%, whatever the numbers are, but it's worth it. It's interesting, you know, when I was, uh, when I was a bacher, so I, um, I think I was uh, probably 20, 21 years old, and I went with a group of friends to California for, uh, it was a seed program, a seed program is basically like a Kira program, and they put you in different communities around the country. So um, I was in Chaim Berlin at the time, so they sent us to Los Angeles. That was, uh, we went to Los Angeles, me and like a group of very good friends, and um, basically we got there and there was no one to be Makari pretty much. I don't know, they, they like, I don't know, there was like, they didn't really have a, it was, it was just a way, so we learned instead, and, uh, and, then, um, and then we had a lot of free time, so we had a car, the person that we were staying by gave me a car, so we drove, uh, we were driving around uh, Beverly Hills, not Beverly, um, like Hollywood Hills, I think it's called, Does anyone know California at all? So, uh, so Hollywood Hills, right? That's like, right, you go up where all the movie stars live. So you just drive around. It's gorgeous. It is Beverly Hills? Okay. So, so you drive around, but it's, but it's not the Beverly Hills that's flat. It's like you go up a mountain. That's also Beverly Hills. So you go up a mountain, and the very tippy top of this mountain, of like all these beautiful mansions overlooking, you know, Hollywood and California and the PCA, the Pacific or whatever it is, on the top of the mountain, there's this, uh, a big college, and it's called the University of Judaism. I don't know if it's open anymore. It might be not open anymore. Um, but we said, all right, let's go in. Why not? You know, we're at and we had nothing better to do, really. So uh, never heard of it. It wasn't Yeshiva University, and it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't Lander College for Men, which didn't exist back then. And uh, it wasn't, you know, so um, University of Judaism. All right, so we went in there. It was the weirdest place in the world. It was, it was like there were like men walking around without yarmulkes, women walking around with yarmulkes and tzitzis, <laughs> and um, and these were all the students, and it was just a weird, it was just like a weird vibe, like as my kids would say, and we, um, and but it happens to have the largest uh, svarim collection in the world or at least in America. It was like a huge library. And, um, and we went in there, and, uh, and the librarian, um, you know, I was, asking, I was asking him for some books or whatever, and he was like not wearing a yarmulke, not from... So I said, uh, anyway, I started getting in... I said, oh, you know, maybe I can be Makari Vim. Like, they sent me... They paid a lot of money for us to come, and like... And uh, anyway, so I was having this debate, and I wasn't trained at all in, in you know, and this is a very smart guy, wasn't trained at all in Kirov or in, uh, you know, in, in debating or Damashatasha type of things. But like the person, like the person had a very bad experience growing up and his parents and family issues and, uh, you know, whatever you can imagine the person went through. So that never helps. And then 
Um, but I remember having this debate with him, and like, and I called. We were speaking on the phone afterwards. We'd have like these very long philosophical debates. It was very, it was, it was very educational for me. I, and and the person actually did become a little frummer, believe it or not. But but this is what I was saying. I said like, what are you? Are you like you know, you don't believe in God? They said I believe in God, but like I'm 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 not a, I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic. I was a yeshiva, I had no idea what any of this stuff meant. I said, what is an agnostic? He said, he said um, it means that, you know, it's like a, it's a mechzal mechzal, like you're not sure if there's a God or not. So you're doing, you know, you're not, you're not sure. I said, so what are the chances? Tell me what the odds are. Like what, you know, are, is it a 50-50 thing? Is it 80-20? Is it 90-10? Like what is it? 50-50, uh, let's say. So I said, like, Imamish was machavin to Rabbi Rucham, or to, or to the Rabbi Salanter. Like, like, if you're not sure, that's okay. You don't have to be sure about God. Who's sure? Nobody's sure, sure. I mean, unless you're like Mamish Rav Shach. Rav Shach is like, we'll learn together in Mitzvah Shem. Rav Shach has a whole thing how the Mitzvah is not even a Munah, it's Yediyah. Like, it's not even a question. Rav Shach wasn't even a question that God exists. It's, it's fact. It's Yediyah. It's the, in the Lush of the Rambam, in one of the places, it says, Leda Shem. There's a way of knowing that God exists, but that's for people on a very high madrig, obviously. It's not, a lot of us, it does require a leap of faith. That's just the reality. We don't know. We don't see him. Mesosi Sharm says that, you know, that, Yan ein hachush We don't see God; He's invisible. So, if something's invisible, by definition, there's always an uncertainty. Our mitzvah is to believe, despite any uncertainties. We have to try to bring Hashem into our life and and to and to you know actually believe that He's here b'chush. But but it's a, it's a leap of faith. It has to be a leap of faith. That's otherwise there would be no b'chira. So that's the way Hashem designed the. The universe. So I said, let's say it's it's fifty fifty odds that that he does exist. Isn't it worth like for these seventy years that we're on this planet? Like, isn't it worth just like going through the motions, like doing the mitzvahs and davening and learning and doing the right thing and and keeping kosher, like just on the side? Because if 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 we're right and he does exist, then. There's tremendous reward on that side. But if he's and let's say he doesn't exist, so you still lived a good life. It's not you didn't like suffer. We're not like a religion that doesn't eat, right? God knows we eat plenty, right? And we're, we're you know, Gaim only get to eat on Thanksgiving, right? We get to eat every every Shabbos, every Antif. Like it's not a bad life. It's Dailamaza is pretty good for a yid. And um, so it's worth it. It's like if you're a gambling man. You know, if a guy says that, if one guy says that the cup has poison in it, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, you're not, people look at what's going on in the world, the, vac- the vaccines, right? Science has pretty definitively said that the vaccines work, but there's, there's tons and tons, there's millions of people in New York, forget about the rest of the world, that believe that it's, a, you know, that it's poison, that's going to kill you, it's going to make, it's a conspiracy, they're going to try, you know, it's going to, we don't know enough information. There are, I mean, there is some truth to that. We really don't, hasn't been thoroughly tested, but all right, it's says lasses, you got to do what you could do. And, and this is what they're telling us to do, you do it. But like, there are people that are convinced that if you take the vaccine, you're going to die or it's going to really be dangerous. And because of that, people do not take it. On its on a on a mamish one in a million chance that that some quack doctor is right, they're gonna they're they're gonna put their lives in jeopardy from the COVID, but they're not taking they're not touching the vaccine. 
so we're very we're we're very hush for like for miuta de miuta. People are very worried, even on a very small, slim chance that something might be dangerous. You're gonna so there's a very good chance that when we do an avera, it's very dangerous for us. It's very dangerous to do an avera. You know, to we don't have any idea. Just like we don't have any idea how powerful a mitzvah is, how valuable a mitzvah is in Eilam Ames. You know, we think it's just, ah, you know, did you, did you, did you, uh, you know, did you daven today? Yeah, but you're not really so well. You know, did you put on tefillin? Mm, you know, barely. If we would know what tefillin is in Eilam Ames, if we, would, I don't know either. I'm not claiming I know, but like if you read the svarim and you see that like the power of tefillin, the power of Talmud Torah. For a second of learning, for every second that you're learning, your mom is like racking up billions of dollars. If we would believe it, we would like be learning a lot more than we do. And if we would know how bad an Avera is, whatever the Avera might be, whether it's Shmir Senayim, whether it's Lashonara, whether it's, uh, whether it's not being medaptic on, uh, you know, on Hilcha Shabbos or whatever, if we would understand that it's poison, like how bad it really could be for us in Eilama Emes and in this world, you know, if we don't, so we wouldn't do it. Now, what are the chances that we believe in Eilama Maybe part of us doesn't believe, and maybe that's the reason why we're lax in certain things. We, you know, we, we all have a little bit of a, of a kaifer inside of us. Or Dessler says that if you do have Eris, that, that's, that you're, you have a kaifer inside of you. If you speak Lashonara after knowing how bad it is, but you still decide you're going to speak Lashonara, that means that why did you do that? Because part of me in the back of my mind says, I don't really know if this whole thing is true. You know, is this really true? Is it not true? Is it us or is it, you know, is there really a, you know, and because of that, you do Averis. But we do Averis, when we do Averis, we're really rolling the dice in a dangerous way, in a way that we don't do it with all other things, right? If it says in our car there's a check engine light on, you know, we're going to probably, we're not going to take a, a, a long drive somewhere because we're afraid that maybe, you know, maybe it's, uh, it's going to be dangerous if we drive somewhere or something bad could happen. So we don't take chances with, with regular things in life, but yet when it comes to Tyramitsus, we take a lot of chances. And so Rabbi Sosalanter is basically telling us that, you know, you have to be very careful when it comes to when it comes to Averis, you have to keep everything in Shulchan Aruch just because even if you're not a tremendous maimon, but just on the tzad that, that, that it's true, it makes sense to do it. Ha'omnam ki yiras ha-mitzrim ba Now, the yiras ha-mayim that the mitzrim had came from very simple, rational reasons. Mipachdom al nafshem, they were afraid of their li- for their lives. Uma aidam and their money, their resources. Asher zirim al hamatzim They understood that they were in danger. Their lives were in danger. Their animals' lives were in danger. All their property. Sakana mitzuyu begam kreiva. It's it's an imminent danger. The afal pike and karma kasva yaris tavar Hashem, and yet. Even though that was the, 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 the reason behind what they did, the Pasuk still gives them the title of Yarez Tavar Hashem, that they were fearful of the word of Hashem. Afal Yirashal Esrachoz Bilvad, even though it was a 10% chance, let's say, but Kisayf Kal Saif Harayaru, 
It doesn't matter. You don't have to be perfect. Your Shemayim does not require you to be the stipler in order to, be, to get that coveted title as a, of a Yari Shemayim. Yari Shemayim could even be much lower than the stipler. The stipler is 100%, okay? He's, his phone was always 100% charged with Yari Shemayim. Uh, my phone is, uh, you know, might always have a red bar on it. But the fact that it has a red, the fact that it's a, a down to the red bar of Amuna, if I still have Yerushalayim, if I still am I'm afraid to do certain things, or I think twice before I do certain things, I could still, I'm no worse than the Mitzri. It's also called Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, if I do things, even with, a, even with really bad motives, meaning even if I'm like just afraid because of, on a slight chance that it's true, it's also Yerushalayim, that's fine, take it. There's nothing to be embarrassed of. Anything that you could get, be proud of. You don't have to be perfect in your Shamayim in Amuna to be able to claim the mantle of being a Yari Shamayim. Somebody calls, uh, you know, calls, uh, calls a reference up about you, you know, and, and asks if, you're, if you have your, does he have your Shamayim? Yes, you do. How do I know? Because, because, you're, you're, you're keeping mitzvahs, you're doing... Now, even if you're not 100% sure that, you know, of, you're not 100%, it's fine. It's still Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is anything that you're able, even with the lowest reasons, with the, with the, with the most, uh, the lamest of reasons to have Yerushalayim. I'm afraid, I'm not sure, I'm something that, you know, I don't want to burn, on whatever it is that, that motivates you. But if it's, if it's doing it for you in the end, that also... It might not be the highest madrig of Yerushalayim, but it's Yerushalayim. It's something that you could be proud of. It's something that you should, that, that, to build upon. So again, he says, it's not so hard to have Yerushalayim, which is probably the Peshat and the Pasuk, as he's saying, and I don't think he gets to this, but you know, like the Pasuk says by Meish Rabbeinu, that um, Meish Rabbeinu says that, um, what's the Lashon of the Pasuk? Um, Thank you, Kim Liyira. What is Hashem asking you? Just have your Shemayim. And the Gemara says, Is it such a small thing? Is it such a small thing to have your Shemayim? The Gemara says, In. By Mesh Rabbeinu, it is a small thing. And everybody asks, What do you mean by Mesh Rabbeinu? But that's not, I'm not Mesh Rabbeinu. So what do you mean? By Mesh Rabbeinu, saying, What does Hashem want from you? Just have a little your Shemayim. Really, it's so simple? He says, yeah, by Meish Rabbeinu it is. Because it is simple. It's not a big deal to have Yerushalayim. Even the Mitzrim were able to claim to have Yerushalayim, and they did. If you're able to muster a little Yerushalayim, you have Yerushalayim. You have, you have met, it's a low standard, it's a low baseline, but it's a baseline. The Torah is giving you a very low baseline. Now, our job in life is obviously to build on that baseline and to try to get stronger in our amuna. I'm not trying to say to settle for, uh, you know, settle for a shvach amuna. Obviously, that's why we're giving this vad this year, because we want to work on amuna. We want to try to, you know, get greater in our amuna, strengthen our amuna in any way possible. But don't, don't always like say, eh, I'm, 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 I'm very shvach. My amuna is shvach. My Yerushalayim is shvach. I'm not a, it's not true. You're a lot stronger than you think. Even if your motivation is very, very weak, but if you're keeping Shulchan Aruch and you're davening and you're learning and you're, you're doing the right thing, clearly you obviously, you have choices in life. 
You have a lot, you could do a lot worse things with your life, and yet you're in yeshiva, you're learning, and you're, you're doing mitzvahs, you're, is it perfect? No. Do, is my amuna? you know, no, but it's, it's, it's a lot. Don't sell yourself short. Like, pat yourself on the back really hard, because if you're in 2021, going to 22, and, and you're davening, and you're learning, and you're keeping Shabbos, you're keeping mitzvahs, and you're, and you're, and, and, and you're feeling, you're feeling Jewish, then that's your shemayim. That that's your shemayim. You're motivated by your shemayim. You you whatever it is. You might not be. It might not be the perfect your shemayim. But don't you know? Perfect is the enemy of good. You don't have to be perfect in life. You just have to try your best, and you're and you're doing your best. So just build on that. But it's a big thing. It's a very big thing to have your shemayim today. He says we also learn this from the opposite. What does it say by the ones that didn't fear Hashem in Mitzrayim? It only says, They didn't pay attention to the word of Hashem. Look how brilliant Rabbi Yerushim is. It doesn't say that they did not have Yerushim. They might have had Yerushim, it's just they didn't pay attention. They were like, they were, they were, they were in a different world. They weren't focused. But if they would just focus a little bit, they would also have Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is ours for the taking. We could grab Yerushalayim. And we do grab Yerushalayim. But it's not as difficult to accomplish as, as we sometimes think. And it's important to know that because when we think it's impossible to accomplish and we look at ourselves always like, like we're second rate, Ayyub Hashem, then it has, a, it has a, a bad effect on us. It makes us feel like Maybe I don't have to get up for davening. Maybe I'm not as good. Maybe Hashem doesn't appreciate me. Maybe, maybe my Yerushalayim is so non-existent that like, it's almost not even worth the effort. Rabbi Rucham is, is reminding us that everything that we do is amazing. And that the Yerushalayim that we're able to have on a daily basis is real. It's a real Yerushalayim. It's, it, it, it might not be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be... You're, you're focusing that there is Hashem and you're trying to do your best, that means that you have your Hashemayim. So is, is that what you're saying, that even if you have all children motives, yeah. you have Hashemayim, that it doesn't matter? Right, it doesn't matter. It's not to do with Hashem. You're just concerned about your mind, per se. Let's say, we're going to Mitzrayim. I mean, you know, well, you're, you're bringing Hashem into the picture. The Mitzrayim, they might have been concerned about their money, but that manifested itself in, in terms of Focusing on Hashem. Sorry? Something was going to happen. Why was something going to happen? Because there's a God in the world. The natural progression of Nazis is that they, they were going, the, weather, the weatherman said, oh, they're going to be hailed. So they, they the weatherman was going to be hailed. No, I'm saying, theoretically. Right? The weatherman is going to, there's a 10% chance of rain, I'll wear a raincoat. Right. Like, uh, well, I think that's wrong. But, well, they were, well, the Pusuk seems to be saying that they understood that there was a God. They were getting it. Para might have, you know, had a hardened heart, but but the Mitzrim seemed to uh, many of the Mitzrim understood that there was there's Hashem that's driving everything, and it wasn't Mother Nature, and there was there was a real imminent threat to their lives and to their sign and whatever it is, and and so that drove them to have Yerushalayim. That was very, you know, it wasn't it wasn't they weren't driven to be Megayer. They weren't looking to do tshuva per se, but. They, they recognized that there was God on a certain level. It might have been Mamash or 1% Suffolk, but that was still Yerushalayim. Even the most faintest form of, of recognition in Hashem 
and, and it causes you to do something, is your Shemayim. You know, you might, uh, you know, why are you not, uh, you know, you're fasting on, uh, on some Gedalia. It's like a Shvacha fast, uh, you know, like, why are you doing it? You know, you don't feel well, you have excuses not to. Everyone else is, you know, you pass by a pizza store, the place is half packed. You know, you have a, you're, not, you're a little hungry and you're not feeling well, it's just Rashtana. You know, you have a reason to do it, but you're not going to. You're not going to. Why are you not going to? Because, you know, you want to do things right. You want to do things right. So you have your, that's your Shemayim. But maybe it's just because I'm afraid of burning. I'm afraid of uh, stigma. I'm afraid of, that's okay. It, but if you're, if you're motivated because there's a God, or you're, you think that there might be a God, that's also your Shemayim. Your Shemayim does not have to be perfect. Your Shemayim just has to be, if you scratch beneath the surface, you, you're chayshet that there is a rabbi Shalom, that's a, a very strong first step of your Shemayim. Again, th- this doesn't mean that we should go through our lives being mistapik mamud and like saying, okay, so I don't have to do any more. Obviously, the, more, the stronger we get with our amuna, the, the, the greater Ayyavdi Hashem will be. But, but I think it's important at the same time to not not throw away what we do have and to be cognizant of how chashav it is that what we are keeping in Shulchan Aruch, albeit again, it might not be perfect, but when we do have those moments of, of strength and amunah and we're davening and we're good, that's, that's huge. It, it would be huge, you know, 500 years ago, but it's, it's even, it's, it's beyond our ability to comprehend what, what it means in our day and age to have Yerushalayim of any sort, because we see so many other people and what they're, you know, they're just like, they're just not, they don't believe in anything. And this is a world that it believes just in hedonism and, and materialism and, and in, you know, and, and taivas. And it, we don't live in a normal world. This is not a normal world. And then the Nisiyanists are so great. The technology is so in our pocket, literally. And we have so much working against us. There's so many forces against us. And yet we're able to dive, we're able, look at, look at the island that we have tonight. It's Erev the, you know, Erev uh, study week, and we have every excuse in the world not to be here. And you're here. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's tremendous. Don't think, oh, you know, um, don't, don't put yourself down. That's what the HR wants. It's, oh, yeah, you know, you could sleep during davening. No, you could, you know, don't, you can miss davening. Tomorrow it's fine. You know, you're, you're not so great. Yeah, that's what he wants. Rabbi Yuchim is not trying to dumb us down. Rabbi Yuchim is trying to say that whatever we do have is so amazing that you would be shocked if you would know how much Yerushalayim HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers you to have. To, you know, you might be the stipler in the Rabbi Yishlam's eyes because you probably are because the stipler is living in B'nai Brak and I'm, I don't mean to put him down, but, but we're not living in B'nai Brak. We didn't grow up in Navardik. We didn't, uh, you know, we're not the stipler. We grew up very different than the stipler and yet we're doing similar things to the stipler in terms of davening, learning, etc. So we, you never know. Like you, you just don't know on a scale who's more powerful than whom. It's very important to, to always remind ourselves, you know, how great we really are. And they ask, like, how, why we expect Mashiach to come in our time, like, like Rabbi Kiveger didn't get Mashiach to come, and uh, Shammai and Hillel didn't get Mashiach to come, and, and we were going to get Mashiach in 2022, we're going to bring Mashiach, like, come on. And the answer is, yeah, because we're, we're so powerful 
because we're so removed from our Sina and yet we're doing our Avaita, our Avaita today, it's like whatever we do is, 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 it might have taken like a Tana a hundred years to do what we do when we put on our Tvilin. It's hard to believe, but, but we're so, we're so like, I think we train ourselves for some reason to like always like talk down about our Avaita Sashem, Shvach, and this, uh, no, you know, I gave into this, and this Nisayan, and I failed this test, and that test, and you know, last night I did this, and that, and it makes us feel so low. But we don't understand the amazing potential, not potential, the reality that we have, what we are doing, how chashev it is. Like, it's, it's not fathomable. But the Yitzhar doesn't want us to believe this. So the Yitzhar, you know, just keeps on feeding us a steady, you know, diet of negativity. But Rabbi Yerucham is reminding us that you're Yor Shemayim. You have, you have that title of Yor Shemayim. Udvarenu amna matimim gam diveramban shaamral pasok va ise tiro. What does the Ramban say? Shetamino bilabavchem. You have to believe in your hearts. Kihua sher biyadai nefesh kalchai ubiyadai lahamusulahachis. What do you have to believe? What is Amuna, says the Ramban, that he controls the life of everyone and he could make a person die and he can make a person live? The puzzle that says that you have to be afraid of Hashem. Well, you know what? If I would see that puzzle and I was writing a, a commentary on that puzzle, what would I write? What is fearing God? Fearing God is like is walking around trembling all day. Fearing God is like if you by accident brush against the light on Shabbos, like the Beis Halevi or whatever. Um, the Beis Halevi once. Uh, he did a malacha, like a misasik tikka malacha on Shabbos. I don't know what exactly he did, but he did a misasik on Shabbos, which is mamish like mutter. It's not, it's nothing. And as soon as he realized that he did it, he fainted. Because the Beis Levi was famous for the year Shemaim, that he mamish fainted, he literally fainted when he found out that he did a, he did a misasik on Shabbos. So, you know, what do we do? We, if you ever, you ever by accident like walk out of the bathroom and you shut the light, put the light, you don't even like think, like maybe the first time you did it was like a big deal. It was like, you, you know, you, but like now it's just like, oh, I forgot, to show. you know, it's not a big deal. But if you, that's what I was, Yerushalayim is like the Beis Halevi. That's, that's, that's the type of Yerushalayim. The Ramban doesn't say that. The Ramban says, is, you know what fearing Hashem means? The definition? It's like, the, it's like such a low, basic definition. It means that you believe that God uh, makes a person live and makes a person die. It's not a big deal. I could do that. That's very doable. I think we could all admit to that. We could all agree on that. That means that the Ramban would say, you have Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. It's amazing how low the bar is set, says Rabbi Rucham, to be a Yerushamayim. And and how easy it is to lose Yerushamayim without, if you don't pay attention, is also scary. Um, Let's just do one more paragraph. The Pasuk says that the nation feared Hashem and they believed in Hashem. Emunah comes first with Yira. 
Before we get to, you know, the name of this uh, vat is exploring Amuna. Before we get to Amuna, the prerequisite of Amuna is Yerushamayim. The first thing you got to do is stop sinning. That's Yerushamayim. When you're afraid of Hashem, which means that you stay away from Averis, and we do for the most part. You know why we don't have Amuna? You know why our Amuna is so shvach, if it is shvach? It's because we have Taivas. And because we have Taivas, so we want, we want to do Averis. I want to, I want to, you know, whatever. I want to do whatever my Taivas are to do. Okay, so, but I can't because I have a guilty conscience. There's a God in the world. So you know what I do? I say, all right, no God in the world. No God in the world. Now I could, I, my conscience is clear. Now I could go and, and, and do anything I want. Because if there's a God in the world, that, that is, makes it very not enjoyable to do an Avera. Because you're always feeling guilty. But if I could get rid of God, if I could move away that speed bump, then, I'm, then, then it's, full speed, it's full steam ahead. So what a human being does very often is that he doesn't have Yerushalayim. He, he, he wants to do an Avera. So he has to get rid of God. So he gets, okay, so I'm not going to believe in God. So before you get to the Amuna stage, before you believe in God, the way to get to Amuna, if you're struggling with Amuna, it's important first to work on your Yerushalayim and to stay away from Averis. Because if you're, if you're sort of into doing Averis, it's going to be very hard to do Amuna. Because Amuna and Avera are sort of, they clash. Because the more you want to do your Averis, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm a person that's addicted to, uh, I don't know, to, to, think, to watching certain other things on the internet. It's a very common problem, unfortunately, but it's a, it's a major problem, and it's very widespread. So if a person, a person is addicted to that, let's say, so it's very hard to have a Muna because you know, it's easier to not have a Muna, and that will let me feel more comfortable doing that Avera. So, but let's say a person could, like, somehow wean themselves off of that, and, like, I don't know, triple, uh, put a, put, like, I used to, there used to be guys in yeshiva that, that had, like, three pass, three passwords that you needed to put on your laptop or on your, on your, on your smartphone. It was probably before the age of smartphones going back, but on your laptop, let's say, you had to put in three passwords, and, and he had three roommates, so in every time he wanted to get into his laptop at night, he had to have each roommate, one after another, put in their own unique password, and only then would he be able to, would he be able to access his, his internet. Now, if you have that degree of, of shmira, you know, that it's that important to you, now you're pushing down the, the, your, the, 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 the chet, and when you push down the chet, now your amuna can go up. But if your chet is higher, then, then your amuna is going to go down. Because it's an inverse relationship. It's a seesaw relationship. The, more you're, the stronger your amuna, the less the chet. But the, the more your chet, the less your amuna. So you have to really first have the Yerushamayim tackled, and then you could work on amuna. And even if you didn't rid yourself, you didn't triple code password your, your computer. You didn't get rid of all your natiya for chet. But if last night I had a good night and I was good and I didn't do anything wrong, why? 
Why didn't I do anything? Why didn't, why didn't I have a good night last night? Why tonight am I going to be able to have Shemir Sinayim? Because I have Yerushalayim. Because I, I, I can't. I, I can't do that to Hashem. That's a victory. Even if it's like because you're afraid of getting punished, and that's, that would be a darg of the Mitzrim. They were just afraid of Einish. They weren't doing it because you know, they revered Hashem or they were in awe of Hashem. They just, it was the most basic form of Yerushamayim. He's, he's, he's on the journey to Amuna. He's on his journey to Amuna. So I think we learned a tremendous uh, Yisait here tonight that even the Mitzrim, with their lowest form of Amuna, with their lowest form of, of Yerushalayim, were called Yaradavar Hashem. And that means that all of us, none, no one in this room is any less than a Mitzri. That much we know. Okay? We don't, we're not just afraid of, of doing Averis because of, because of Einish. We also, we're, we're, we, we're afraid of Hashem because of Hashem. And we do mitzvahs, we're motivated because we want to get closer to Hashem. We want to get schar. We, we don't want to get einish. That's all fine. But on any level that we're at, we should understand how chashav we are. And that our Yerushalayim is a lot more strong than we could ever imagine. We might be the stiflers. And I know it sounds crazy to say that. If you know who the stifler was, then you know who we are. It's like laughable. But you never know. Like, you know, in God's books, it might be that we're much... We have more Yerushalayim because under the circumstances relative to who, where we came from and what we're up against and the Eitzaharis and the technology and the billboards and the, you know, it's just not Shayach. It's not Shayach to live. I, don't, I always say that. I don't, if I would have grown up in your generation, I, you know, I, I don't want to make it out like, you know, but it would be, I, I don't know if I could do what you guys are doing. I'll be very honest. When I was walking, there was there were there were tibis, Don't get me wrong, but it was very it was to, to do something wrong. You have to mamish, like do you know really go through a lot of stuff to to get access to stuff that you have in your pocket. So it's you're up against a lot, but you're strong. You're doing really well, and even if you're not perfect, and you might be thinking, oh, he has no idea how bad I am. I don't care, and Hashem. He might care, but he, he really appreciates the good times that you when you get it right. And I think we get it right a lot more than we get wrong. And even if we don't, we're on our way towards that. And so feel good about that and allow that understanding that we have Yerushalayim to, uh, to be a good first step to build on more Yerushalayim. And which means we're, we're, ridding, we're moving away from the Averis that we do. We're working on our addictions. We're working on the things that we, we struggle with. And we each struggle with very unique sets of of Averis, but we each have we each have I think that challenge in our life, and the more we push back against it, the more Amuna has a chance, like a helium balloon. Like you know, if you let it, if you just loosen up a little bit, it starts flying. But we we tend to pull it down and like and 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 suppress it because because you know we don't want the Amuna to soar in a way because Yitzhara understands that if our Amuna soars, he's out of business. So. The more we push back against the Eight Sahara, the more our Amuna will really get stronger and stronger. And I think this is a, an amazing, amazing Yisai that we learned uh, together from the Das Tereh from Rirufim.